Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to Movember Radio. I'm Osher Ginsberg. Thank you so much for joining us. This is a weekly podcast about men's health and the issues that men face today. Movember is a community of over 5 million men and women right around the world who are passionate about changing the face of men's health. And this show is a conversation with one of those people. Um, each week, you can uh, find this show appearing in your phone magically if you just simply subscribe to the show in iTunes or the podcast app of your choice. But you can also find us on SoundCloud, Facebook, and at Movember Radio. Com. My guest today is Emily Morse. You can follow her on Twitter. Her handle is at sex with Emily. So if her Twitter name doesn't give it away, I'll tell you. Emily Morse is a sex therapist, relationship advisor, author, radio show host, and columnist from the USA. Emily's been featured in the New York Times, the Los Angeles Times, and many other publications for her expertise in sex and relationships. She started her show Sex with Emily 10 years ago and joins me today for a frank and open conversation about how men can not only have a healthier life, but also a healthier sex life. So, I hope you enjoy the show. Good morning. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Where in the world do we find you today? Los Angeles and the Movember headquarters. In beautiful Culver City, California. Exactly. In the Debbie Reynolds old dance studio, I do believe. Is that what it is? That's what it used to be. It was Debbie Reynolds old dance studio. I did not know that. So you, you make a living telling people how to have more sex. That's a pretty great job. It is a pretty great job. Um, Really, it started, how does it start? About 10 years ago. I started my show 10 years ago. It's called Sex with Emily. Before, prior to that, I was a documentary filmmaker. And I used to work in politics. I made a film about politics. That was my foray in entertainment. And after the documentary, I realized, God, I really love interviewing people. I don't love producing. I don't love editing. But God, if I'm doing something, it has to be. And then that was the year podcasting was started. So I thought, what am I the most interested in? And I've always been fascinated by sex, relationships, what makes them work. Seems like, you know, there's so many struggles people go through in relationships. So I just thought I invited a bunch of friends over. Gay, straight, married, single, divorced, answered and interviewed them about sex and relationships. And that's how it started, really just me gaining and gathering information. And then I got a live radio show from that. And so it just became, and then I got my doctorate. So I really am the expert now. But at the beginning, I was just kind of like, we all learn from each other. Who's happy? Are you guys happy? Why, why, how are you still having sex after 10 years? Because, you know, what are the secrets? Because everybody, I think, is curious about like 
you know, how to have better sex, relationships, how to make it last, how to make the romance last, how to find the one. So I cover all those things in my podcast. Okay, so I was once told a thing that there is no such thing as the one. There's just the one who's willing to work on it with you. Um, that's a great way to put it because I don't believe in the one either. Yeah, or it's the one who's willing to deal with your stuff and you're willing to deal with their stuff. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah, I don't believe it. Yeah, there's some divine being that's going to come down from the universe and like we were meant to be because you hear people say that and then they get divorced five years later, right? And I don't. I believe that we could love many people. Love is infinite. And then you make a choice that this is the one that I'm going to exactly go through life with until and hopefully it'll work forever. And if it doesn't, we tried. We did our best. Now, a lot of, a lot of guys may not cope with uh, certainly as you get old i'm 41 so as as you get older when you start being in relationships it's like oh i'm with someone full-time therefore sex will be around a lot but after, <laughs> it's not long that you go yeah i actually do like just having conversations and drinking cups of tea as the sex starts to have less of a priority in a relationship some people suddenly go oh hang on we don't actually have anything to talk about right how do you avoid that kind of thing happening? Yeah, that's that's interesting that you say that because that really is one of my main focuses is about having couples prioritize sex at the beginning of the relationship. Because what happens is what you're talking about is it, it's biology. I mean, we are attracted. We're meant to mate from six months to 18 months. Sound familiar? Like that whole the honeymoon phase of a relationship where everything's great. We're having sex all the time. And then... You know, life gets in the way, it starts to wane, or, you know, we already, we, we bond, you know, there's the attraction in the lust phase, and then you bond with someone and the sex sort of falls by the wayside. And that's when couples stop talking about it. They're like, oh, it's okay, we're not having sex, but we're having great cups of tea and great conversations. Maybe it's not that important. Well, I'm here to tell you that it is important because if you don't, if you stop having sex in a relationship, then you're roommates. Um, and I don't think anyone wants, you know, you could have a lot, as many friends as you want, but you want to continue to have the sex. So it's something that you have to prioritize and don't put on the back burner. We'll come back to that. And you have to work at it. And it sucks because people are like sex. It shouldn't be work. It should be fun. And you know what? Most of the time it is, as long as you continue to like expand it and grow and talk about, you know, your likes, your dislikes, you know, that it's okay if you're part, you know, yeah, you're not going to have it six times a day like you do at the beginning of a relationship, but you have to make sure that you keep having it and talking about it, and communicating. So it keeps going, trying new things, spicing it up. Six times a day. I'm just exhausted hearing you even say that. <laughs> no, but you know at the beginning of a relationship, maybe when you're 22 and you're having sex like 15 times. Remember? You know. It was a long time uh, ago, all right? I know. I hear you. I hear you. I totally know. But I'm saying like they just want to know what happened. We don't have that same chemistry. But if you stay together, you, you can build on that. You just go deeper, like you said, the one that you're willing to work with. I think it's important that people realize that, in my opinion, I would ask this question, is it important for people to realize that the sex waning in importance in a relationship isn't a sign that the relationship is failing? Yes, and I, absolutely. That I'm here to tell you that it is, it is not, that that's going to happen. Like, you, you should prepare for it. You should expect it. You shouldn't be, everyone wakes up every day like they're the ones who just found out the world wasn't flat. Like, they're the first ones that this ever happened to. Oh my God, we moved in together and we don't have sex anymore. It's like, Okay, that happens. That will, that will happen. That can happen. How do you prepare for it? Couples talk about everything. Where they're going to go on vacation. How many kids they're going to have. Where they're going to live. But, you know, 401k. But they're not like, so, what should we do about our sex life? Like, when we stop having sex, which could, ha you know, which will likely happen. Or how do we keep it interesting? They don't talk about it. But there's a lot of things couples talk about. But sex is one of them when it's really actually one of the most important things to talk about. As guys do get older, and I've, I'm experiencing this myself, your body changes. You stop pumping out so much testosterone. You, you start to be like, man, 
that, take it or leave it sometimes. Exactly. That's totally normal too. And as long as you and your partner agree that like you're both satisfied, like even if it's once a week or, you know, whatever, twice a week, once a month. I mean, I don't know, whatever, if it's working for you guys, that's cool. But what typically happens in relationships is that there's like mismatch libido and that can even switch over time. Like one partner wants it more and wants it less and then it flips. So as long as you're cool and talking about it and there's compromises and, you know, it's not like you never want it. You just don't, maybe don't want it like you did when you were 25. Is that an important thing to realize that you won't ever want it as much as when you were 25? Yes, you won't. But you'll be having hopefully better sex, more deeper and connected sex now than at 25. I believe what you're trying to say is you start making love, Emily. You start making love. You start knowing, oh, oh, there's a clitoris. Oh, it matters. Like her pleasure matters. You know, hopefully that happens in the late 20s. Hopefully earlier. I've talked to a lot of young men, so I'm hoping I'm getting them on board to realize that they're, it's not just about you guys, it's about us too. There's a, a fantastic woman that I've had I've the great pleasure of interviewing, a, a lady by the name of Cindy Gallup, who created a fantastic TED Talk called MakeLoveNotPorn.com. Uh, yes. Uh, and I'm sure you've, you've spoken a lot about this, but what are some things that guys may need to realize, and perhaps women as well, about the main differences between what you might see in pornography and what actually happens in the bedroom? Um, that is a great question. Um, what you see in porn is visually created to stimulate you. And mostly it's to stimulate men. Like this is what's going to look good to a guy. And I've got no problem with that. However, it is not a classroom and it is not the place where you should be learning technically how to do anything sexual. Because you have to remember there's a warm-up period. You're not seeing like you know, everything that goes on behind the scenes. And I'm watching going, wait, there's no way she's, you know, exploding in that, having an orgasm in that position. Like, you know, so no, it's very misleading. So if you want to learn something about sex, like read a book, listen to my podcast, Sex with Emily. I don't care how much porn you watch, but that's not how you should be having sex in a lot of, a lot of ways. It's not technically things are sort of skewed to your visual pleasure, which it does a great job at that. Yes, and it's sometimes a... The, the kind of stuff that happens in pornography can be not really as intimate or gymna- or maybe far too far much more gymnastic than I could probably yeah. ever attempt. I think oh I might my hurt God. myself. Exactly. Don't even don't attempt this at home. I should have warnings. Yeah, a lot of things you see in porn you could never do yourself. And um and it's just it's not necessarily what all women want. Typically it's like what men fantasize about. And I'm not saying there's not like a lot of female friendly porn and stuff. It's just if that's the only place that you're like learning, you're like, oh, I just saw this and I'm going to try this with this partner. Like, no. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with couples watching it together and being titillated and saying, oh, that was kind of hot. Maybe we could, you know, have sex outside on the patio or whatever. If it inspires you in some ways. But, like, again, technically, how it's all going down isn't accurate always. If someone who's listening, their partner is either being treated for prostate cancer or just been diagnosed or uh, is looking at surgery. What are some things that, that he or she can expect of their partner as they go through that process around their sex life? Right. I mean, I think that they can expect to, you know, th- that their sex life is going to be put on hold while they're going through the process of, of chemotherapy or whatever it's going through, that it's going to take time for them to strengthen. Like, I, I know a big part of it is doing your Kegel exercises and, and being healthy again. But to be honest, I don't know exactly. You mentioned a lot, uh, a, an exercise that I don't think I can quite, I quite, okay. quite pronounce. What is the exercise again? Kegel exercises are so, because that's how they're so important for men and women to do. Kegel, Kegel. And it's those pee-stopping muscles that stop and start the flow of urine. So when you're like, oh, shit, someone's coming in the door. Stop. Uh-huh. So men, it, I, 
need to do those exercises to, to strengthen, you know, their, it helps can prevent against certain cancers. It helps them have stronger orgasms and just keep your pelvic floor healthy for men and for women. But men think it's only for women. And I have an iPhone app called Kegel Camp that you can download and it reminds you to do your Kegel exercises every single day, which most people don't remember to do. They're like, doctors are like, do it five minutes a day at a traffic light. And people are like, oh, I'm not going to remember. So you can set it. And it says like time for Kegel Camp every day. And it walks you through those exercises. There's 20 levels. It's a game. Have strong Kegel exercises, have a healthier, um, healthier prostate, bladder control, greater stamina, you know, all those things. So good for you. Good. Speaking of exercise and things that we can do to improve our sex life, what what are some of the things that you know can affect uh, our ability to to enjoy a healthy sex life? Oh God, there's so many things. Um, I think that for men, one it's really funny. One of the things that really affect men, um, I'll start with like some psychological things, is that when men are feeling um, stressed about money or work. Those are typically two areas, like if you know they're worried about their job, they're losing their job, they're not making a lot of money. That typically typically is a libido killer in a lot of men. It's like they because men are meant to survive and provide and all this stuff, and they think, God, if I'm not providing, like they just don't feel as sexual. So I think that men really have to keep in check with their mental health and how they're doing around that stuff because it, it just I mean, it's just interesting. Like women have different things that affect their libido. For but for men, like whenever I'm talking to someone, I'm like, they're like, oh, all of a sudden, my partner doesn't want to have sex. I'm like, well, what? Did he lose his job? Yeah, he did. Or he's worried about money. So that's typically a stress or like mental issues that'll stress your sex life for men. Um, also about men who like smoke and drink and lead unhealthy lifestyles. Like you know, everything in moderation. But really, if you smoke cigarettes, you know, use drugs, all this stuff, it will have a severe impact on your you know libido, your arousal, everything. So it's important to be healthy, not just you know to look good, but for your sex life. You so know, the TV commercials much. lied to me. Those guys in the beer ads probably aren't having a lot of great sex. Right, exactly. Not at all. They're passing out before oh. sex. They're not delivering. That's going to leave your partner really upset, isn't it? <laughs> right. And now, seriously, though, but also, like, it links men, like, heavy alcohol use can lead to, like, erectile dysfunction. Who wants that? Yeah, the commercials make everything glorified, right? Have a cigarette after sex. It's just all backwards. <laughs> So what are some things that men can do? What's some action they can take if they do think, well, actually, you know what, I, I do enjoy a drink or 10 on the weekends. And yes, I do recall that having, having happened with my wife or girlfriend. What are some things that men can do to improve that? Um, exercise is really important. I can, I mean, everyone will tell you this and it's so annoying because you were like, Oh, of course I know I need to, but no, you can always find time to, to exercise because that will improve your mood. You know, you'll have higher self-esteem. There's so many health benefits to, to exercising and just like cut back on it. Like moderation. I know another boring word, but really like you got to moderate it. Like it, because also like if you're drinking a lot, like people don't obviously like drink a lot and then they can't, they just stop. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. It just happens. Like, usually it's a progressive thing. So if you think you have a problem with it, you know, talk to someone. I just think that men don't have as much of peers in a support group like women do. Like women bond over things like I'm struggling. So am I like, let's talk about it where men are like, I'm good. I got this. I got this. It's all together. You know, my whole life we got, you know, but really like if men are struggling with anything, like using drugs too much or alcohol or whatever and eating and not working out, find a partner, find someone you can talk to. It might not be your significant other, but like a friend, believe me, like it's like breaking the barrier. Like, like I can never talk to so-and-so, but you'd be, you'd be surprised if you open up to, to, you know, your colleagues or your friends or your family, that there will be someone there who can relate to you and help you along the way. So I would say just, you know, try and baby steps. It's not like you're going to overhaul. I'm not telling you to stop drinking forever. I'm just saying, try to add in, you know, infuse some healthy eating and exercise, which will certainly um, impact your overall mood and health. You mentioned uh, stress at work, but how can things like mental health issues like depression affect your sex life as a man? Oh, yeah. I mean, same, same. Absolutely. Depression affects everyone's sex life. Libido. Um, yeah. If you're depressed, you're the la- you know, you're not in the mood for sex. You're not in the mood for food. You're not in the mood for friends. So absolutely. And then also if men actually are being treated and they're taking antidepressants, I mean, the number one side effect of most antidepressants are the SSRIs are, you know, affects your sex drive. So low beat, you know, inability to finish all that stuff. So if men are experienced like low libido, dep- depression anyway, and they're not really sure, like I think men also are like, I'm not depressed. It's just a bad day, you know, but you know, talk to your doctor. Like, I just think it should be required to get, like, go to your dentist, get a checkup every year by your like general practitioner and see a therapist, you know, talk about these things, but cause really it will have an impact. And it's not the kind of thing that always just goes away on its own. Cause you think you can't think your way out of it. And what about the boyfriends or girlfriends of men who are being treated for a mental health issue? How can they be, how can they, I guess the question is like manage their expectations around, you know, supporting their partner, but also they want a sex life as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that there's a lot that, you know, couples can do to be, just be supportive and, you know, no one, it's already hard enough to come out and say like, listen, babe, I've got this problem. I've got, you know, some mental health issues. So you just really want to be, you know, supportive of your partner emotionally and physically. But here's the other thing about depression and sex. It's not like you can't have sex. So I even say this to women because most I hear from, it seems like there's more women that I reach out to with lower libido, not that it doesn't happen with men. But sometimes once you, the act of just having sex or just cuddling or once you get going, it's like going to the gym. Like the hardest part is putting on your, your tennis shoes, right? Then you get out the door and you're like, oh my God, I made it. That wasn't so bad. No one ever says, why'd I go to the gym? And it's kind of like sex. So Again, everything in relationship is compromised. If you're thinking, I don't really want to, I'm so depressed. Sometimes you just got to like do it, like fake it till you make it and get going and you won't, you're not going to regret that you had sex. You know that your partner needs to be taken care of, get some sex toys. I don't know if you're like too tired. Hey, there's toys everywhere. A lot you can use with your partner. Really? Like just make sure that it's a priority. But I get when you're in the throes of depression, it can be very hard, but you don't want too much time to go on where people are not both being satisfied. When you mention toys, a lot of guys might go, well, that's all well and good, but there's not that many toys for me. (laughs) There are. Well, the thing is, there's probably, that's true that women have like 
thousands of sex toys, vibrators, choose from and all that. But for men, there are, and there's actually ones that are healthy for their, their prostate. I'm telling you, women have a G spot, men have a P spot and men shouldn't be afraid of um, their prostate because for a lot of men, it's healthy to uh, massage the prostate and to have stimulation, gay or straight. Just because you like a certain stimulation doesn't mean that it makes you anything other. Sex doesn't define your sexual orientation. But it's also a way to get to know your body better and play with your prostate. I know it sounds weird, but you should do it on yourself during masturbation. There's ways, I mean, I don't want to get into the whole details here, but there are toys. There's like magic wand, uh, not magic wand, the Black Pearl by Vibratex is like a vibrating toy you can put in there and help you find it. That can feel really good. Um, Aneros makes great toys for men. They want to play with their prostate. There's also the Fleshlight, which is a male masturbation sleeve. Stamina training unit of the Fleshlight helps you last longer, helps, can help men last longer in bed. Because you guys have your hand. We've got hundreds of vibrators. Like I'm saying, literally in my house, I have hundreds. And in my office. But men, they got their hand. They're like, I don't need my, I got my hand. I got my girl. No, try something that might feel a little bit different. Mix it up. There are toys for you guys. Exactly. Like, most men have known their hand as their best sexual friend since the early right. teens. Exactly. So I'm telling you, this fleshlight is like a male, you know what a fleshlight is, it's a male masturbation sleeve. And it, it stimulates a feeling of real sex. It doesn't mean like a creep, it doesn't mean anything's weird about you. It's just like, oh, I'm going to try something different that's going to feel really frigging good. And it's not, it's still going to feel good, but it's a little different. Because men love variety, sexually and otherwise. <laughs> We love what? Variety. Oh, yes. When it comes to sex, like part of it is like you kind of with the same partner, women too, like over and over again. Well, you're using your hand your entire life. Try something else. Mix it up. And I say, for example, a man's been with the same partner for a couple of years. It can be very easy to you do this, then I do that, then you do this, then I do that, then hooray, then we'll watch the NCIS until we fall asleep. Right. How, right. What are some ways that you can snap out of a routine? Take the TV out of the bedroom. I think that you got it again. Communication is a lubrication. So talk about, I mean, talk, there's a bug in here. Talk about sex. Talk about what are your, what are the things that you've been wanting to try with each other? Is there anything that you've been looking to, you know, any desire? Like if you're bottling up things that you want to try or you want to, you're curious about, talk to each other about it. Go shopping at a sex toy store. Watch porn together. Find some porn that you both like. And again, I'm not saying every night. People are like, oh, I got to go out and learn the whole Kama Sutra. No, there's little tweaks you can do. Like, like a night without your cell phones, like a special night. It could be at home, like making dinner, being like no TV, no cell phones, a massage. Here's the other thing. When couples get like in their routine, massage is a great way for couples to like enhance intimacy, right? Sometimes you take sex off the table. Like, I'm just going to give you a massage, babe, tonight. I just want to feel you, you know, and discover other erogenous zones, like draw a bubble bath and pour warm massage oil on your partner after. And just kind of like getting in touch with each other's bodies again, it might lead to sex. That's not a bad thing. Just trying different things like that. Because after a while, you're right, it does get boring. But like a massage, talking dirty, you know, buying some props, who knows? It's different for everybody. Don't ever just say, you know, I just think that sex should be, you should be thinking of it as something that's expansive and constantly growing. You know, you wouldn't want to have the same meal every single night for your life. Like, I know that I'm going to have a salad and then pizza and then dessert every night. That's what you're just spending sex. I'll kiss her. She kisses me. We do this. We do that. We turn on Sports Center. So if you're like, oh, I'm going to try a little something, a little different appetizer tonight, you know, dinner by candlelight. I don't know. I mean, it all might sound cliche, but it really does work if you put thought into it. How do I, how do I ask this question? There seems to be a constant theme in what you're talking about as the sex is always the goal. What are the benefits of having more sex in your life? Um, the benefits of having more sex in your life is that, I mean, there are health benefits to it. I mean, it actually spikes your serotonin levels. Um, you feel more connected with your partner. 
you just feel, I mean, it really does have an impact on your health. The less that you are having sex, the less, you know, you need, and men need to ejaculate. Like it's actually healthy. It's healthier for your prostate. Yeah. That's why you have to, uh, you know, plan the date nights and make it a priority and talk about it as soon as it, even talk about it at the beginning. Like you're like, when should I wait to show him my sex toy? Or when do you think, how soon is too soon? It's never too soon. If you really think you like this person, we're so worried what other people think. And so we hide our sexual selves a lot of times. You might as well find out now if the person thinks you're a freak, because that's the only one you don't want to be with. And you're probably not a freak anyway, because everyone wants to know if they're normal. There is no normal when it comes to sex, you know, at all. So be adventurous. Share your fantasies, you know, talk about things. Have a good time. Sex is fun. Should be fun. It, it should be fun. Now, this is a this is a tricky question, so I, I want to address it with as much respect as possible. There are some men who, through no fault of their own, have had uh, a, a quite a, an awful experience uh, experiencing some sort of sexual violence when they were younger. How can a man in that situation communicate with his partner because it can cause stuff way oh, later it can cause stuff way later in life here's the thing if men untreated any kind of sexual abuse in men and women if it's untreated meaning you don't seek out a therapist you don't talk about it you just repress it it will not go away it will become more it, it will become more deeply ingrained in who you are and have problems later in life so I would say that you have to you know be open with your partner and I understand that maybe there's ways of you know you're afraid you're going to be judged but I think you just got to say, this is what I'm going through. But I would also say that you have to seek help. And it's not like you go three times. Like people are like, I went to therapy once, twice. Yeah, I went twice. That was a great. No, when you, when you're dealing with sexual abuse, sexual violence as a child, it's a commitment. Therapy is like, you have to go every week. You might have to go for a year or two, you know, maybe you can take some breaks in there, but that's the only way or support group, you know, whatever you find that works for you, talking about it, understanding it, it wasn't your fault. Well, well, affect you in every part of your life. Just it will have a positive impact on everything else in your life, not just your relationship, but who you are as a man or as a woman. You mentioned before that women talk about sex with each other. And I've certainly had relationships in the past where I've turned up to dinner as the new boyfriend once and then turned up to dinner about three weeks later with the same one of her girlfriends. And she's giving me this look like, oh, yeah, because, you know, she knows something that my girlfriend right. at the time had told her. But men don't seem to have those conversations no. with each other. No, no. Men, this is what men do. Men are like, I, I slept with her. I didn't sleep with her. I want to sleep with her. I kind of want to sleep with her friend now. That's about it. Women are like, you had sex. Did you have an orgasm? Where was it on the top? We did, you know, do you orgasm on the top or bottom? What else happened? What did you do? You know, men, you guys don't want the details. You're like, I banged her. I didn't bang her. Over. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so, but how how can men talk with each other about this sort of stuff? Is it important? Say how? Yes. Oh my God! I wish I joke about this with my friends all the time. They're like, "You guys really do talk about sex." I think that if men have any concerns about, like, you know, how I'm, you know, wondering if I'm really good in bed, or I'm wondering how to perform oral sex, although every woman is different. So, you know, just talk about your experiences. I feel like guys are learning from porn or to beat themselves up or things aren't happening that probably aren't even supposed to happen anyway. So I don't know if I'm going to change the whole dialogue of men that have been going on for hundreds of years. I don't know. I mean, are you guys even interested though? Like, do you really want to hear about your guy friend? I mean, I hope so. I mean, I hope that men learn to say like, you know, or if it's even like, God, it's weird. Has it ever happened to you? I wasn't able to keep an erection the whole time or um, this or that happened. That they, yes, talk to your guy friends about everything. I think that men will be surprised that how receptive other men are 
to talking about things. It's just they don't have a lot of role models for that because their dads weren't talking to them and their their great grandfathers were talking to them. So I hope like like this this podcast November, you know, will, will be a great forum for men to start realizing, like, yeah, okay, we're human too. We can you know we can feel sad and we can talk about things that are real, and men can have really deep. I've seen a lot of my guy deep spiritual, meaningful relationships with friendships with their friends. And it's amazing. It's a beautiful thing. Emily, what, is it, what does it mean to be good in bed? That is a case-by-case basis. I know. I shouldn't even say that. Good, by, good in bed, I think, is being confident. Being confident, asking for what you want, being verbal about like your things, not just like sitting back and waiting for it to happen, and also paying attention to your partner's needs, like if you're a man. Not just thinking like, oh, well, I got off time for dinner, you know, no understanding that men, women are like slow cookers and men are like frying pans. So just because you're ready to go, we're not always. And foreplay is not only a suggestion, it's a requirement. And well, this has been a fantastic conversation. I'm very <laughs> grateful that you and I had this time today. We, d- <laughs> we, always, we always end with the same three questions. So uh, when it comes to Movember, what does Movember mean to you? Um, lots of men with mustaches. Um, no, it's important. November has been around for a while. I mean, I remember in San Francisco, November means to me, it's a great organization that's helping men get, you know, healthier mentally and physically, psychologically. What do you appreciate the most about your friends? Uh, loyalty and laughter, two things. Oh, that's lovely. And the final question, if you could pick up the phone and call 18 year old Emily, what would you tell her? I would tell her to relax. (laughs) Take a deep breath. It's all going to work out. (laughs) This has been great, Emily. Thank you so much for your time today. So nice meeting you. Thank you. And you. Bye-bye now. Bye. That, my friends, was Emily Morse. You can follow her on Twitter at Sex with Emily. Let her know that you heard her here. I'm really grateful that I could bring that conversation to you but it should never replace a conversation with your own doctor. If you like the show, you can subscribe in iTunes or the podcast app of your choice. Find us in SoundCloud, search for us on Facebook, and catch up on old episodes at movemberradio.com. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for listening to us. Talk to you next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.